What is up, everybody? Welcome to Dallas Dating Diaries. I'm Maddie. We got Ashmo over here. Hey, guys. How you doing, Ashmo? Living my best life. This is it. This is the first. Uh, this is the first podcast. How do you feel? Uh, well, I got to be honest, right? Uh, I feel like uh, I usually look good in the dark, and I look <laughs> good behind a, a microphone on a podcast. So I feel like this is my time to shine. Well, you have this fresh baby face. I know. You shaved for us all. I know. I did. I, I went from looking like mid thirties to I'm like ready to enroll in college again. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. I think it's opening up a demographic of women that uh, I may not have been able to. So. Should Daddy issue girls aren't going to be interested for a few weeks. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Well, hey, everyone. Uh, so, you know, everyone has a podcast these days, right? Everyone like wants to start a podcast about what they're doing. And, you know, they have a garden in their backyard or they have this cool sourdough recipe. So uh, we decided, you know, we're bandwagon people. So why not? Why not have uh, our own podcast? So, you know, Ashmo and I have been friends for a very long time. And uh, we've been single and, and haven't been single kind of off and on throughout uh, our friendship. And uh, completely platonic, right? We've, we've never hooked up. We've never uh, been interested in that way. We've just always been kind of badass friends, right? There's never been a drunk flirt between us. You're my first phone call when I'm like, what do I do? Yep. And I just... I love you. I You're love my best you. Friend. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that there's never been a drunk flirt given uh, my <laughs> reputation for what it's like when I'm drunk. But uh, needless to say, I think that just shows that you can have good friends. For those out there, you can have a good friend that's uh, a female and it not be awkward or uh, make it sexual. So. So, uh, so why, why do this? Right. So Ashmo and I have a uh, fantastic group chats where we go on these wonderful dates and, um, we share those dates with our friends and they, uh, they kind of hate us for it after a while, mainly because they're jealous, I think, cause we have just all the dates. Um, yeah. so we decided instead of just sharing it and sharing our dates to, to the group chats that we've got, that we would uh, bring our experiences to the world, or at least the three people on Spotify that'll listen to us, right? I promise we're not paying them. Maybe one, one or two. In like White Claws probably, but that's about it. Right, well, I feel like a majority of our listeners are gonna be people we've probably gone on dates with just to be like, are they talking about me? What's the story? Through their like third ghosting Instagram account, they're gonna be watching us. Yeah, it's funny because like multiple, multiple people that have found out that we were doing this um, that I'm either friends with or have dated in the past are like, are you going to talk about me? And I'm like, no, no, of course not. And then I walk away and I'm like, but now I'm going to talk about you because you're crazy. So and they blow you up at 2 a.m. and block you I know. excessively. And for those that listen to the podcast, it's like I feel like the longer we go, some of these like out of the woodwork uh, dates, if they hear the stories are going to come, they're going to figure out who they are because we're going to keep everything anonymous as best we can. Right. We're going to have nicknames for the people ish. Uh, there's one or two people that I'm pretty sure the nicknames will give it away. But nonetheless, it's going to be uh, fun and a good time. So for those out there that think we're talking about you, we're absolutely talking about you. And we're not sorry about it. Uh, no, no, no. So, um, really at the end of the day, we're going to talk about dating and what it's like. Um, what's it like out there? I think for everyone it's different. You know, if you're just graduating college and you're looking to have fun, it's one thing. If you're looking to, uh, you know, be serious, committed and potentially get married, or married again, or 
again. <laughs> uh, you know, dating is different for everybody, right? Dating with kids. Dating with kids. That's right. Huge factor. It's, it, it is huge. And uh, hopefully you know you have kids. What if you're dating? I mean. What if I don't know I have kids? That would be, I'd be impressed. I would be impressed if that was, that was the case. But um, so, yeah. So let's go back, Ashma, to the first time that we, we ever met. So um, I believe it was at your apartment building. You were upstairs and a friend, a mutual friend of ours, introduced our, uh, introduced you and I to each other. And um, I think right off the bat, you said, you know what? I think I've got somebody for you. Is that uh, maybe I'm recounting it incorrectly, but. So to paint the picture for everyone, yes. we're on the rooftop of my high rise building, yes. looking over beautiful downtown Dallas skyline drinking excessively and Always. this six foot how, how tall are you six foot eight six I'm, foot I'm ten. six i'm six foot eight unless i'm wearing heels okay yeah <laughs> well you are more than a foot taller than me yes. and so you walk in and i'm like dang that guy's tall but instantly i just felt this friendship connection to you and we're just shooting the breeze and i think i'm sharing a little bit about my recent story of relocating to Dallas at that time and kind of how buck wild I was going and you could relate in that moment of time and you're like yeah I've been going on dates and I was like I think I have someone for you in my past I've had a lot of success setting people up and there are several babies in this world that I did not participate in making but helped put their parents together and so I was like I'm gonna make a mitzvah for this new tall drink of water and so I proceed to set you up with on the worst first date ever that I have at least put together. Yes. And um, you were so gracious. You didn't judge me on behalf of the sketchy woman I set you up with who I had no idea she would have these type of first date antics for you. It was a, it was a, a very interesting one. Uh, needless to say. So um, as we said, we'll keep uh, everyone anonymous. So uh, for this one, Kansas City was uh, this date. And so for, for those listening, basically what happened was uh, Ashmo, you know, um, introduced us. Um, and then obviously I, I shot my shot in the DMs and was able to procure a date with her. And uh, we went to a, a nice, nice restaurant. Um, date seemed to be going fairly well. I think, so I think here's where I probably messed up the date when it got kind of awkward is um this uh, kansas city was a, a former professional cheerleader uh, mm -hmm. for for an nfl team and so during the date she um she's very beautiful and she was a, a great communicator but she asked me uh how i felt about dating or going on a date with a professional sports cheerleader former former correct former and um I should have handled it a little bit better, but alcohol wasn't, was involved. So I said, well, to be, to be honest with you, uh, you're, you're like the, the third or fourth former cheer professional cheerleader I've ever gone out with. And I don't think she, she didn't take that very well. What, what did her face look like in that moment of time? She looked, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a white guy trying to dance to WAP. <laughs> Just, it's very awkward. And you don't know if it's a hernia or if they're having a good time. It was kind of kind of that that her vibe. like frozen face became unfrozen. Right. In that the Botox time. immediately <laughs> melted, and she had wrinkles again. It was impressive. It was very impressive. So you share with her that you were um, not a cheerleader virgin. 
Correct. And and then what happens next? Well, I, I figure that I've probably made a bit of a mistake. So I kind of, you know, recoil and try and salvage what I can. And uh, the check comes at the end. And, um, you know, I go to grab it to, to pay for dinner because obviously, and, and guys and ladies will talk probably at some point about, do you pay for the date or do you not? But in this case, I'd ask her out. And so I was fully ready to pay for that date. So I, I kind of pulled the check over and I'm not like weird about it. You know, some guys like drop their, you know, platinum Amex card, you know, and they're like, yeah, I just dropped the Chase debit card. I'm like, boom, I've got money in the bank, I think. And so I pull it over and then she grabs it and says, no, 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 I'm uh, I, let's, let's Dutch. And so, you know, it's, I don't, I don't ever read into that. It's, it is what it is. Like you don't, you are interested in doing what you want to do. And so we went Dutch and, and that was that. Um, she drove me to my car. So this, this is always the problem. Hold on. You, you, you met there, but she drove you to your car. Yeah. So she had parked in valet uh-huh. and like, I personally despise valet. I don't like paying for parking. This is why we could never date. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So like, especially like if, if I'm with a date, like I pull up with a date, then I'll valet. Right. Um, but if I'm by myself, like I'm going to park a couple blocks away and walk in. And there's a couple of reasons why, like one, like I just hate par- paying for parking. And two, like if I'm walking up and I see that I'm getting catfished, it gives me the opportunity to like get out of there. Right. Has that happened? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've absolutely gotten catfished hundred percent. Put a pin in that one. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a good story. The catfish is a good story, but, um, so I, she, she's like, oh, did you park in valet? No, I didn't. I parked you know, a couple blocks away. And she's like, oh, I'll drive you. And I'm like, okay, cool. So she does. And then she parks next to me, but she parks in a really busy like road. So there's no way I can make a move at all. Cause there's like cars beeping and it's just very uncomfortable. So I just look at her and I'm just like, good night. <laughs> and I just jump out and get in my car. And I, and I literally on the way home that night, like I started laughing at myself. Cause I was like, what the hell was that? Like the most unsmooth good night of all time. Did you like side hug her in the car? No, she had like the, she had like this like console and like I was getting stressed out cause there's like people honking and it was just like not my finest moment at all. So th- it was just a bad day. But then the next day, you know, I hear that, you know, uh, Kansas city has told the world that I made her pay for her dinner and I took her to a restaurant that she didn't even want to go to, even though that's the restaurant she offered. So it was just, I think it was bad from the word go. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. And I caught wind because I'm the one who set her up on the date. Right. And how dare I, Uh. Ashmo, set any beautiful cheerleader from Kansas City up on a date with a man who won't pay for her meal. Ladies, be prepared to pay for your own meal every single date you go on because you don't need a man to buy you dinner. But she was appalled that you didn't pay and made the impression to a large group of our friends who are no longer associated with her that you were this cheapskate. Right. And then um, she was just floored and she stands corrected. You did offer to pay for the dinner. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I I don't know. Maybe I wasn't uh, like when she started to offer. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. Like you start to offer and you're like, no, I got it. But I didn't. I just was like, okay, like you want to like, I'm going to respect you. Like you're an independent woman. 
like cue Beyonce. I get it. <laughs> I think that women do that like false offer because they feel obligated to offer, even though like I've never gone Dutch on a date. It's either Ever. the man is paying for the date or I'm paying for the date. If I suggest the restaurant, I am prepared to pay to pay the bill, regardless right. of what we order for the meal. But women think that like they're being coy or more attractive by, you know, offering to pay. Maybe, maybe when you took her up on her offer, she wasn't prepared. I don't know. It was it was a love lost. You did know? you feel a vibe? Did, it, did you I mean, even, like, even have interest on in like, macking I'm, down with her? Oh, a hundred a hundo. Like, let's be honest here. Like, she was very beautiful. Um, I, I found her very, very attractive. Um, and she, like I said, she was a great communicator. So, I mean, absolutely. Th there was a point of the date, probably right before I said, you know, I'm, you're not breaking my you know, professional <laughs> cheerleading cherry tonight. But uh, yeah, she was very attractive, very nice. I liked her. Um, but yeah, sometimes the vibe's there and sometimes it's not. So what are you going to do? Well, say la vie. But we survived. We made it past that. And uh, so many more stories have happened. So many more since stories. Then. So Ashmo, tell me, right? We, we've got tons of stories we're going to tell. And, and really, we want to understand kind of what the purpose is, right? People that are listening are like, okay, are we going to just listen to these two, like talk about their terrible dates? And the answer is yes. Uh, you will hear many, many funny stories. But also, as we kind of get going, right, we want to have the, the listeners tell us, some of their stories, right? And we have the opportunity for some people to call in uh, to our podcast in the future and we'll kind of get to interview them and listen to some of their stories because we have great stories, but I'm sure people have much, much better stories. So for those listening uh, on Instagram, if you follow us, it's uh, Dallas Dating Diaries, at Dallas Dating Diaries. And so uh, drop us uh, a direct message on some of your crazy dating stories. And so at the end of each one of our episodes, we'll kind of tee up some of uh, good options of uh, topics and um, what, what experiences you had uh, from that. So, and I think you, you just recently had a fantastic experience on something that I've, I don't have any experience on at, on either one of the sides. And it was, uh, we're going to talk about sugar, sugar daddies, right? Yeah. How, how sweet are they? So, in the spirit of doing discovery and preparation for our incredible podcast, I took on a social experiment, something I had never done, but was always really curious why young women would go out with a much older man. I'm personally attracted to men my age, plus or minus, I don't know, Plus 10 years, minus three years. Not I sure. I think we need to set this, set the mood a little bit. Check it out, baby. Yeah. Is this, this is kind of how you're feeling right before, right? Oh, I'm feeling it right now. You see, like, he was old, like an old Russian guy, and he's just, like, walking up, and you're like, yes. I mean, he was wearing a suit with Jordan, so this is suiting. All right. So, painting the picture, I was at Nick and Sam's with a married couple friend of mine about a month ago. And uh, unofficially sponsored by Nick and Sam. So Nick and Sam's, if you're listening, uh, please sponsor us. Thank you. Yes, we love your sushi. And so I'm at dinner with, with my two friends and uh, we're in the bar waiting for our table to get 
prepared. And so we grab a cocktail and I'm standing there and in, in typical Ashmo fashion, I'm wearing like a bomb dress. Shocking. We will all learn. Fashion's you will all learn. Point. I just like to, I dress for myself. It makes yeah. me feel good to wear something that's tight, to wear something that's slightly revealing and likely the color red. Good for you. Thanks. So I'm at the bar and this older gentleman approaches me and he just wants to pay me a really nice compliment. He said that he had been watching me from across the bar and that he observed how I carried myself and the smiles that my friends had when they were talking to me. And he just wanted to appreciate a, a beautifully dressed woman. And so we just had small talk. Where are you from? Why are you visiting in town? He's from LA. He's in real estate. He owns lots of property in Dallas. And so he asked for my phone number. What do I do? I give it to him. What do I have to lose? And so I go off to dinner and he's texting me while I'm at dinner and he's saying how nice it was to meet me and that he would be back in Dallas in two weeks. So he invited me on a date. And so I really don't know anything about him at this point in time. I know his name is Michael. That is his real name. And uh, he's certainly older than my father. I'd estimate mid 60s. He's in shape. He speaks English. Uh, he visits Dallas. That's Did really he have like a cool accent at all. Or was he just slightly? Yeah. Slightly. What do, you, what do you think the accent was? I mean, he's Jewish. Okay. So I assume that his heritage is Persian of some sort, Okay, but he was very well-spoken, definitely educated in the States. And so he's texting me for the next couple of weeks, inviting me out. And I am like not really interested because I'm not attracted to such old men. And I also am not a gold digger. And so it comes to comes to fruition that I do accept a date with him. And that was two weeks ago. And so he invites me to dinner and he's like, pick any place in Dallas that you want to go to. And I'm like, let's go back to Nick and Sam's. I love their vibe. Right. The bar. I would have gone. I really would have gone with something fancier. Like what's fancier? Olive to Garden, <laughs> honestly. Like all you can eat breadsticks. <laughs> I mean, also, also Olive Garden. If you're listening, please sponsor us. We need money. Thank you. So I'm, I'm like going through the roster, and I'm like, well, we could go to Albernay's, but that's a very, very notorious sugar baby spot. Okay. But let, let's go to. You're have to. Well, you're, you know, in addition, at some point, you're gonna have to like publish. Like all this, like where are the sugar baby slash sugar daddy spots? Because if people want to mm. avoid that, then they can like pull up your list. But then also if they want to like, capitalize on thing, it, right? They just like Yelp review your sugar baby <laughs> list and boom, there you go. Is Ashmo going to be the new sugar baby Yelp? Yeah. I think that, I think that's honestly the cross that you now bear. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll provide that service for the babies of Dallas. There you go. Dallas babies. What up? We got you. And so we're texting and, and he's asking me where I want to go. So I confirm, let's go to Nick and Sam's. I, and I mentioned, I love the music in their bar. They play hip hop music. It's loud, kind of dark, not super intimate. And so in, in par for the course, he organizes our dinner, 7.30 Wednesday, two weeks ago. And um, he asks for my address. And so he's, he's offered to pick me up, to send a car to pick me up. So... At 7.15, a blacked out SUV pulls up in front of my house and I am dressed the part. I am in a very tight black dress, 
chest out, red lip, look like fire mm. and feeling good. It's pouring down rain, by the way, that that night. And so I get in the car and we pull into the driveway, the Porta Cachet, and he's standing there at the front entrance for me. And I don't quite recognize him. I remember what he looked like somewhat, but I had a couple of drinks the first time that I met him. So he looked good. So what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, he did look good. He yeah. was wearing a very nice suit, some Jordans, like I had said. And he was just, he's just a very well-kept how man. Many, how many buttons were undone? Because I feel like, I feel like at least four buttons on, <laughs> on a sugar daddy is like at all times, like a lot of chest hair. There was no tie, at least three buttons, yep, no see. hair though. Oh, okay. No, he was smooth for oh. sure. Like his whole face was smooth, just like yours. All right. He was all tan and stuff. And so I recognize him and he immediately recognizes me, comes to greet me, gives me a hug whisks me through the lobby and we go straight to a table in the bar and I notice immediately the room assessing what kind of date we're on it was just automatic I'm sure the hostesses and servers of all of these restaurant establishments can spot a sugar baby date a mile away or sugar daddy date rather mm. and so we sit down and we're just catching up or telling our life stories. He's very interested in who I am and what I do, where my family is from, why did I move to Dallas two and a half years ago? And so I order a glass of champagne, he, from the host of the waitress, and he interrupts her and says, no, she'll have a bottle. Clearly he had intentions that night and he's ordering, who knows what he's drinking. And so like the booze starts flowing and I know that if I have more than like two drinks, my judgment is going to be a little bit skewed. So I like keep myself disciplined on one, on one glass of champagne. Fast forward, dinner comes and we ordered sushi because he's kosher and we didn't really want to complicate our shared ordering. And so we order sushi and he proceeds to feed me. Feed you like two chopsticks airplaning into my mouth. And I wasn't expecting that. Was he making sound effects at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have been less awkward if he yeah. was, because I would have gotten an advance I'm not gonna lie, warning. it's kind of like, it's like kind of a turn on, like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like to my right, and he's all of a sudden putting like hamachi sashimi in my mouth, and I'm not expecting this. And so it totally catches me off guard. Yeah. It's never good when you don't know it's, about to come in your mouth. You're like, oh, wait, I wasn't ready. About or, anything coming yeah, in your mouth true, for that matter. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm gracious about it, but I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll feed myself. Thank you. And as, as we continue to eat, he continues to want to feed me. And at that point in time, he's getting very flirty with me because he's drinking more. And so he's like rubbing my arm and telling me how beautiful I am and how sexy I am. And the rest is um, coming for you right now. And so I start looking around the room thinking, okay, I've planned a Wednesday night dinner at Nick and Sam's. It's still COVID. No one's going to be in the bar. I look around and the bar is packed with dudes I want to go on dates with. Men my age, hot, like they're all like, there were no women in the bar. It was all men. Right. And everyone, my, it sounds like my nightmare is what that sounds like. It sounds like my best dream. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so sausage fest, total sausage fest. Yes. And it was like a good vibe in there, but it was clear that everyone in the room had noticed how uncomfortable I was when he started feeding me. 
And people were just straight up watching us. And then I got like really anxious. And so I was like, he kept on trying to feed me. And I'm like, no, 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 thank you so much. And so I like start to scoot away a little bit from him because I didn't want him to like continue to crush my arm and touch my legs. I wanted to maintain my ladyhood. And so um, fast forward, we ordered dessert, same thing. He's like trying to airplane whipped cream strawberries in my mouth oh you didn't you didn't go with like the traditional seven layer rainbow cake that comes out like on a party platter with like bottle girls with like a a sparkler no that would have taken way too long to eat and i was not staying there any longer than i needed to because again this was an experiment i wanted to see what the draw was for these young women going out on a date with a much older man clearly the intentions were there he, you know, was asking me what my what my bra size was because he wanted to buy me lingerie. And I mean, to his credit, he guessed the right size the first time. And I was like, no, no, thank you so much for offering. I, I, I don't need gifts of any kind. And he was like, invited me on a trip upcoming with him, which again, we'll get to Dallas men inviting women on trips is a trend here. Right. It's a, it's a trap. It's a total trap. Trap. I've been on two of those traps. Ugh. Well, so like going back though, like I have so many questions on like the bra size. Like I don't, like even with somebody that I was dating, like I, don't, I feel like even if I like had a girlfriend, I think I've had girlfriends and I still didn't know their bra size. Like, I mean, honestly, I still struggle to take bras off to be completely <laughs> fair with you. Um, but how does one ask what your bra, how do you even guess? He was, I mean, he was very smooth. Everything he said or did was very smooth. Break it off for us. We need, we need to like the men of Dallas, we need some tips here. Okay. So he was, I mean, he started off everything with a compliment on how beautiful I am, how smart I am, how well-spoken I am or was. And so there was always a lead into a very smooth compliment that made me feel good. And so, and then he was like, oh, your dress is so beautiful. And it was like very, very tight. And he was like, oh, I I think you would look so beautiful in lingerie. I prefer leopard lingerie. Okay, sidebar, gross. He's like- All right, Joe Exotic, (laughs) calm down over there. Jeez. I'm like, that's not, like thinking in my head, that's not gonna happen. He's like, I prefer leopard lingerie. What, what, What bra size are you? 36 double D and I'm thinking in my head, yeah, yeah, you're right, dude. Fast forward, I ask him, I'm like, you know, what's your relationship status, Michael? Oh, when did you ask this question? I feel like that's kind of one of the first questions you want to ask, right? Like what if they like have two secret families back at wherever they're from? Is that protocol? I don't know. This was my first sugar daddy date. Well, I mean, just protocol in general. Like I feel like on so many dates that I've been on with women, right? They give me these horror stories that they're like, yeah, I found out that the guy I was dating had like, he was married or he had a girlfriend. Like, I feel like probably one of the first questions. I mean, I don't know. I've been dated a sugar daddy. I feel like I would ask those questions to someone I was actually interested in dating because I've been on a lot of dates with men that I'm not interested in dating. I just want to have fun with. I don't ask them any questions like that. Like, I don't care what their job is and I don't care where they live because I don't intend on maintaining contact with them beyond fun. Right. And so he had shared with me that he has two children. They live in Los Angeles. He's divorced and 
He travels. He's in like four cities a week. He has properties in all over the United States, but he typically goes on a road show every week. Dallas being one of those cities, bi-weekly. And so I asked him, I'm like, so, so Michael, what's your relationship status? You're divorced, you have children. Do you date? Do you have a girlfriend? And he said, well, I have four. Four girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And were you going to be potentially number five? He was courting me or has been courting me for Dallas number five. Oh, it's, so this is mom, still active Mambo today. number five. <laughs> Here we go. So he has he has a hose in, in every area code is what, what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, well, tell me about the women that you normally date. Like, what are these four other women like? And he just described them in one word. He said, models. Uh, that's very descriptive. Very descriptive. But, uh, like, what kind of models? Are we foot models? <laughs> right. Lingerie model, right. leopard lingerie models. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't just say model anymore. That means so many things. I know. And so I didn't do much discovery beyond that because I was already freaked out, like right. mentally freaking out. And people staring at us. He was trying to feed me. I, you know, was being asked what my, my measurements are. Clearly, this guy has intentions tonight. And that made me really, really nervous. And so I was like, yeah, I, I think you've got the size correct, but I, again, I'm not interested in, in leopard laundry. Thank you so much. And, and he's like, well, we should go on a trip together. You know, there's a, you know, Ritz Carlton in whichever city that he was traveling to next. And I'm like, well, thank you so much. I, I do work, so I don't have really the flexibility my weekday, like weekdays to be, you know, traveling with you. Right. And so he's like, well, uh, I'm, I'm going to pay the bill and we can you know, head out of here. And so he, he very graciously pays the bill. There was no my offer to go. No, you, didn't, you didn't reach for no. that. Okay. No, 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 All no. Right. I basically like <laughs> didn't bring my credit card. Actually, I did. But and so we like wrap up and then we're like heading out. And, and I tell him, I'm like, I'm going to call myself a car. And he's like well, let's go back to my hotel. And he was staying at the Stonely, which was just across the street. Smart. That's a veteran move. Like you, if you, you have to get a hotel that's like within walking distance or at least a less than a five minute Uber ride mm-hmm. from the restaurant. Right. Because it give it doesn't give enough time for anyone to think about the decision they've made to leave. Or think that you're like kidnapping them. Right. Yeah. Right. So he he's like, well, walk with me across the street to my hotel, and and it was raining that night. Oh, that's like, perfect for you. Yeah, perfect. High heels, tight oh. dress, pouring rain, and I'm like, no, no, Michael, you know, thank you so much for a beautiful evening. I enjoyed getting to know you. I'm gonna call myself a car, and he refuses and calls a car for me. And then as we're waiting for the car, there's you know it's raining, so there's a lot of people in the valet area trying to take cover, and this guy just goes in for the kill in the middle of Nick and Sam's valet just tries to lay it on me and he's like grabbing my my body and he's like trying to kiss me and I am just like no like like literally pushing him back yikes just just repulsed and I was being kind about it because I'm nice but I made it very clear I didn't want any of what he was offering and so he puts me in the car and, and I go home and he continues to text me that night. He's like, you're so beautiful. I wish you would have come you know, back to my hotel. I would have given you a beautiful massage, et cetera, et cetera. What's a beautiful massage? Like, what does that look like? I don't, I don't know. I'm sure it, 
I don't even want to think about what a beautiful massage from an old man would look like or feel like. And so, so fast forward, it's been two weeks right. since we went out and he has blown me up. Really? I basically like, I thanked him for a nice evening. I said, good night, safe travels back to Los Angeles. And I really haven't thought about it since because it was a social experiment for me. He has every single day called me, texted me multiple times, sends me pictures of wherever he's traveling to and you know, telling me how excited he is to see me next. And today he actually sent me the saddest text message. Saddest. Yes, wah, I'll wah, read it wah. to you. Oh, we're, this is a real real time update. To prove like he Wait, he's green? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he doesn't oh, even have an iPhone. No, he's totally got the burner. You're on the burner. You think? Yeah, people like you can uh, comment comment what you think, but uh if you're getting the green dots from a guy from a guy, I, I'm not going to say a, a like if I get a green from a, a girl, I don't I don't ever cuz I, I don't know a lot of women that have burner phones. If Girls they, aren't that smart. If they do, then like kudos to you. And that's awesome. But guys, if they have green. Does that mean that they have like a secondary phone oh, or like a there's fake apps. There's, phone number? Yeah, there's apps and all kinds of stuff for the fake numbers. Well. Which makes sense because he probably has like a number for, for every city, right? It's a Los Angeles phone number. Yeah. So I don't know. I also don't care. And he goes, today at 10.55 a.m., hey, Ashley, are you upset with me? Haven't heard from you. I'll be in Dallas this Thursday and love to see you for dinner. Mm. Mm. Sad face. And so I finally shared with him, you know, my thanks for getting to know him and for him sharing his story with me and that I just basically wasn't interested. And that's, and that's it, huh? That's it. My sugar daddy dating days are over. For now. Who knows? I may have nothing to do on Thursday and go to dinner with them. There we is. There it is. <laughs> That's the Ashton I like to hear. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, so we were talking about this before we, we came on the air. And I was thinking like, you know, I had said to you previously that, no, I'd never, I'd never been with a sugar, sugar mama or whatever. But I, I thought back, right? And that's not true because before I met you, probably, um, I don't know, probably a few months before I met you, I actually did. And it's actually one of the worst. It's not, it's a date, but it's not a date. It's like kind of a, an experience. So I had been going, um, going out with this uh, dentist. So we'll call, call her the dentist. Okay. She's very successful, very, very pretty. Right. And um, she, uh, she was very wealthy. She's very wealthy. And so one day, I think this was like the fourth date she um hold on you went on multiple dates yeah, with her yeah we went on multiple dates and um so on the fourth date she calls me and she says um well let's let's back up here so we got on the first two dates and the first two dates are kind of just you know getting to know each other like going to drinks right yeah like does she pay dinner. do you pay no i paid i paid okay you're a gentleman yeah so third date she's a dentist right so she she's like hey do you need like any dental work and i'm like this is a true story too like you're not gonna believe me but it's true so she asked me if i need any dental work and i was like no i'm pretty good but you know and she's like oh well i can clean your teeth like whatever she's like you should come to my office, one of my offices, and I'll clean your, your teeth. I'm like, well, I'm working until like five or whatever. So she's like, come after that. So long story short, I may or may not have gotten drilled in a dental chair. 
in multiple ways, multiple <laughs> ways. So that was, that was date three. So basically at this point, I'm like, we're going to get married. This is the best woman of all time. So we go on the fourth date and she's like, Hey, um, let's, let's hang out today. I'm like, okay. She's like, I got a car. that's going to pick you up. And I'm like, all right, where are we going? She's like, Oh, don't worry about it. The car, the car will take you to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. So an Escalade pulls up and drives me to Addison airport. And she has a PJ. Yeah. Like it opens up and there's like the red carpet to the private jet and like walk in and she's there and she's like got the big like Highland Park sunglasses, like all the women in Highland Park village. What's up? Mm -hmm. Right. We see you. <laughs> hey she, girls. Yeah. Right. And so she's like coming, she's like fresh out of Bistro 30, 31. And she's like, darling, how are you? And I'm like, wait, what are we doing? And she's like, don't worry about it. Come in. So we get in popping champagne. We take off. I don't know where I'm going. Just the two of you. Yeah, just the two of us and the pilot, like the pilots. Right. And I'm like, and there's like a lady, like a, a tenant or steward. Stewardess, or yeah. So she's like pouring and strawberries and whatever. And, um, so we, we fly and this is actually before I met the, the Emlyn crew. This was before that. So this is, you know, a, a while ago, like, yeah, a couple of years ago. And we, I'm like flying. I have no idea where I'm going. So like two and a half hours later, we land in Destin, Florida. Yeah. So, Long story short, like it's crazy. I don't have any clothes at all, like none, because I didn't pack. Like I didn't know what we we're doing. So I'm like, is this a day trip? What are we doing? And she's like, oh no, we're gonna stay here at my house on the beach for the weekend. And I'm like, okay. Uh, what if What if you had like stuff to do the next day? Yeah. Well, I mean, power move for her, right? I guess. Yeah. But so she's like, oh, don't worry about it, darling. Like we'll go get some clothes and there's a gala thing tonight and we'll get you. A suit. So she, we, true story. She, we go to like this shopping place kind of like Highland Park Village mm -hmm. in the Destin area and she gets me like a tailored suit and a couple of shorts and she's like okay we're gonna go to gala tonight and then tomorrow we're gonna take a boat and we're gonna do a private charter and we're gonna go deep sea fishing and I'd never been deep sea fishing so I'm like this is awesome um so so this is it's just insane right so we go to this gala right so I'm dressed in like a, a nice suit and uh this is where the story goes sideways very very quickly so I I'm pretty, and we can talk about this. I'm pretty private about Instagram. Like, you know, if I'm posting stuff, like I'm not going to post you on my Instagram unless like, it's like a for sure thing because I don't want drama drama. Mm -hmm. But I was like taking a photo of, um, the sunset and I just hear her voice. She's like, are you going to, are you going to post a photo of us? And I turned around and I was like, yeah, I mean, the gala has just started and I just wanted to get the sunset cause you could kind of see it. And she's like if you don't post a photo of us on Instagram right now, uh, you're not going to be able to stay at my house tonight. Okay. Okay. Pause. Yes. How old is this woman as you would estimate? Um, let's see. She's probably eight or nine years older than I, I was at the time. Okay. So she's not like a cougar. She's just well, a successful, depends. like slightly older woman than you. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it just depends. Like, if I was in like my like mid twenties, then maybe she'd be a cougar. I okay. guess I don't know, but okay. sugar mama status because she's quite quite wealthy, right? Okay. And were you connected on Instagram before your trip? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But so. she never posted to 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 my defense. She never. She had like three photos. Okay. So I think she was probably still on MySpace or something, <laughs> or AOL maybe. I don't know. But yeah, so she, 
she says, um, yeah, if you don't post us on Instagram, you're not going to get to stay. And so I find that kind of just you know, putting people in ultimatums like that is just like, it's slow, low brow. Like you don't, you know, like, come on. So I'm like, Hey, can we like, can we like talk about this a little bit, you know, later, like, you know, we're at this gala thing and it's, you know, food. And so I, I go and I make like the longest lap around the room, like just to let her calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I come back and she's, she's not calm. She's still, she's still fired up arms crossed, like brow, just mad. And then we, uh, night ends, we get back in the car and we're driving back to her place. And, uh, she stops in front of a Ramada in true story stops. And I'm still in my suit. Right. And she goes, you're going to stay here tonight and you're going to think about what you did. (laughs) This is true. This is true. And I'm, I, so I like turn to her and I'm like, listen, if you, if you really do this, like I'm not, I'm going to go home. Like I'm going to find the nearest, you know, flight home and I'm out. I'm like, so before you do that, I know you're mad. Like, let's go back, you know, let's get really drunk. Let's have a lot of just nasty, nasty sex. And then we can, we can talk about our feelings. Right. (laughs) And still not going to post you on Instagram. Right. right. And I'm probably still not going to post you, but she said, um, no, get out. Yeah. True story. So I get out and I'm like, okay, so all I have, so I had just had like a jeans or whatever back at her place. I don't care, but I'm in like a suit and and whatever. So I walk into the Ramada in for like $119 Ramada sponsor us. Um, Ramada, please don't sponsor us. (laughs) La Quinta. Uh, so I get a room and I'm like, what? what the hell is going on, right? This is crazy. So then I'm spending, I'm trying to figure out how to get home, right? So I find like a flight out at 6 a.m. out of like Destin Airport and I fly, you know, fly home. So the next morning I fly, I land at like, I don't know, it was like probably nine o'clock in the morning because the flight was at six. And as I'm landing, I turn on my phone and she's texting me and she's like, darling, I'm on my way to pick you up. We're going to go deep sea fishing and we're going to talk about things. And I'm like, darling i'm landing in dallas right now like i told you if you pulled this card like i was out and i did so so this is what's crazy she she (laughs) venmo requested me like the 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 cost of the the p the private jet and the private charter for the fishing because she's she's like you owe me for this because and i'm like i don't owe you anything she basically excuse me kidnapped you yeah yeah. and she didn't ask if you wanted to go to florida so yeah so i I land and i'm like i'm out so like after that i was like we're done and like it's been years years and she still texts me on my birthday yeah does she send you gifts no no gifts no gifts but she will like send kind of like backhanded compliments like things such as such as like I was with my boyfriend and I was talking to him about you and he's like, Oh, it sounded like you two could have really had something special. Okay. She has no boyfriend. If she's saying that, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, she, I mean, years, we're talking years later and there's nothing like, let's be honest here. Right. And there's a camera in this room. There's like no Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling vibes that would make a woman three and a half, four years later still be like, what could have been? No way. Yeah. Okay. But she told me the reason why she's so, like, I guess kind of obsessed with it is that I told her no. 
that I like didn't put up with the antics. And she's like, no man has ever done that to me. Because people can't handle rejection. That's, that's fair. That's right. Yeah. And she's successful. Yeah. However she got there, she's successful or yeah. wealthy. And you know, people with affluence don't handle rejection well. Yeah. So there you go. If you, uh, for those that have listened to the sugar daddy, sugar mama, if you want to bag and tag that and just reject them, just say no. So here's, here's the, the question of the evening. Can I have her contact info so I can go get a cleaning? Uh, I have given her contact info to one of our dentist, uh, dentist friends. Oh really? Yeah. I'm just curious what this woman looks like. I'll have to show you to show you. I have a, I have a vision. Yeah. I mean, attractive. Well, of course you, you don't date anything but tens. No. You date beautiful I women. Do, uh, well, I mean, yes, you're, you're right. You're a handsome I, man. I, I do, I do, but tens, like you can't date a, like a 10, like uh, like eight, eight, eight and a half, eight and a half. Why wouldn't you go on a date with a 10? Well, I'd, I'd go on a date with a 10, but dating a 10 is, it's a lot of work. It's totally different. That's yes. like dating a man who's better looking than me. Right. Like you can go on a date with a 10 and that's fun and it's cool. And you like take photos and you send it to your friends and you're just like, I am the coolest, but you like never like having sex with a 10 is the worst. It's the worst because they're all like perfect. No, because they're starfish. No. Yes. They don't have to work for it. Like, think about this, right? Like, like honestly, like, like me, like if, yeah. a, if a woman's like, let's have sex, I'm like, yes. And I'm going to like work for it. I'm going to do F 45, like right there in the bedroom. Like, <laughs> let's make this happen because like, it doesn't like just fly at me all the time. But like, Women that are like straight models and gorgeous and beautiful and like hang out at Nick and Sam's 24 seven, like all they have to do is blink. And the guy's like, I would like to take you to the stone lay. <laughs> and like, literally they don't have to work for it at all. Right. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's like that for, for men, but like women. Yeah. If you're like extremely attractive for the most part, it tends to be kind of like bad. In Dallas, I've dated one one man who I would consider a 10. And I met him at a gala at the Ritz Carlton. Oh, there you go. He was by and far the best looking man I have gone on a date with. We didn't even go on a date. We met at a gala and we were making out the whole time on the dance floor. And then, you know, I brought him back home. Dance floor makeouts are just chef kiss. It was just magic. And um, I mean, I was impressed with my skills that night because I brought this guy home. Yeah, good for you. And then, uh, yeah, like we had fun, but I don't remember anything being extraordinary hmm. at all. He called me the next day though and oh. thanked me for a nice evening. Thanks for the sex. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have my bow tie? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's what he was really looking for right. is his bow tie. Right. So, so, um, so yeah, this is, you know, kind of the, the point of the podcast, right? For us to like walk through these crazy stories, talking about them. And one of the cool segments, uh, so guys listening into this podcast um, really should be listening to everything Ashmo says and like taking notes, but you're, you're not going to like me because uh, I have a segment that's basically going to call you all out uh, for your antics because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at ladies. I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you in, in many ways. Uh, DM me. Um, but uh, I want to call out uh, the shenanigans of Dallas dudes, right? And, um, you know, we all have heard the term fuck boy, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
uh, myself being a reformed fuck boy. I want to take my, uh, my knowledge of the dark arts and turn them to, to good. So what, what, what would you qualify as a fuckboy? Like, what is your, a, a man's definition of a fuckboy? And I'll share a female's definition. Oh, of a fuckboy? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody who probably, like, it's like the 30K millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they've got no money. You know, they, like, they basically are dressed like I'm dressed right now, right? They got the jean jacket, the backwards hat, you know, like... Th- they got the, the Jordans on and they're like hanging in the booth with like there's seven guys in the booth. They're at theory in the background and they're just like pumping. Right. And the girl walks by and they're like, bro, totally. I'm like, totally going to hook up with that. Right. That's to me like a fuck boy, but that's in the wild. But the fuck boys have evolved and on like the, the dating apps, right? Like hinge and bumble. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they have a total different technique uh, versus like in the clubs. So, my like club idea of a fuck boy is definitely a dude who's rolling out with his crew and they're all, they all look the same. Yeah. It's like they the, bro, basically, the bro squad. Like, you know, all stood in a line and they sprayed themselves down with Axe body spray. Mm, delicious. <laughs> Goes down so smooth. And they're wearing like golden goose shoes and, uh, you know, taking hits off of their vape pens at bottle blonde or wherever fuck boys. Right reside and that they their their number one mission is to just smash someone that night and then never call them again right that's a fuck boy yeah okay yeah so so like what's the game the fuck boy game on the apps uh well so i think like one of the big techniques is the like hey what's up i just i just we just connected like three minutes ago (laughs) and it's uh it's seven o'clock on a wednesday so how about you and I meet up at my place at nine o'clock in two hours? We just chill, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. You just watch a little Netflix and just get to know each other over a bottle of wine. What do you, what do you say? You down? It's so funny. So I, I have a hinge profile yeah. and I have received two of those this yeah, week. Exactly. Like I that's, just, that's technique. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then ladies. So you're. So let's just say for sake of argument that you connect with a guy on the dating profiles and you're like, I don't know if he's, if he's a fuck boy or not, he's kind of nice. And you can have those elusive fuck boys. They play the long game, right? So what's an example of the long game? So the long game is like, they're, they're trying to line the dates up for the week. So like you connect with them on Monday and they're like trying to like set up a date for Friday, but know that there's, they probably set up two dates on Friday, three dates on Saturday and probably a brunch date. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're just, you're mm-hmm. kind of like an airplane, like on the tarmac ready for takeoff and they're just lining you up. So it seems like they're interested and they're giving you time, but really they're, they're just playing you. Right. So there, there are ways for you to figure out as a woman, if you potentially suspect that you are dealing with a fuck boy. So question as you know, digital fuck boys are lining up these dates for the weekend, three dates on Saturday. Mm. Do you think that they intend to go on all three dates or they're going to bail on one to two of them? Oh, no. I mean, well, so I would say that there's probably an intention. Like if it looks like, like you said, smash, like a smash and dash situation, Mm -hmm. then they're probably going to like jettison the next date if it's going to bump up. Mm -hmm. Right. But there are, I mean, back in college, there was the triple crown. The triple crown is you hook up with three different women in the same day. 
So you'd have in the morning would be the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> the afternoon lunch date is the Preakness. And then dinner was, uh, was the Belmont. And there was like a trophy that actually was like residing in, in the, the dorm. And it was like labeled with names. Wow. Yeah. So I've been on three dates in one day. I went on a running date. I went on a running and then brunch date. I went on a midday cocktail and then I had a dinner date. That was the longest date of my life. Day of my life. It was so Did much Did you work. smash anybody? I ended up dating the, the midday uh, date okay. for a year. Wow. Okay. He who shall not be named. Right. Uh, Voldemort. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so going back though. So ladies, you're like, oh, I, I kind of like him, but he wears a jean jacket and a backwards hat. I don't know. So if you go to Instagram, right, and you go to followers, like you can like see recent like new followers. You can see their followers, like who they're following and followers. Mm -hmm. So if you go to followers on Instagram, you can kind of see in a chronological order the the new ads and so if you go in and you see your name and you see like one or two people after you before your date then i think you're probably okay but if you go in and there's like 20 new people then you're you're probably dealing with a fuck boy and they're all women right there's like right. 20 new women following him so do men look at women's instagrams and think the same so i honestly never did until just recently and uh, so I, I was going on a few dates with this uh, this tech exec, mm -hmm. and like it was it was like vibes vibes like it was vibing, right? But it just got there was like just one date got the vibe just seemed a little lost, and so I just I went to the this person's Instagram account and looked at the followers, and sure enough, it was like I had to like scroll like twice to get to me because it was like guy 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 new guy all, like all these buff dudes, and I was just like. I don't want to play the bachelor bachelorette. Like I'm not looking to try and give you a rose. I'm out. Mm -hmm. So and that was like the first time. How did it make you feel? You know, I felt used, <laughs> you know, I felt like I was a piece of meat. And well, I remember you were excited about that chick. I was, so. I was excited about her. Yeah. Her loss. Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, so, you know, we're coming up, uh, coming up on the end here. And, uh, you know, we don't, we could, we could probably just chat for hours and hours on this, but we want to keep it to a fairly, uh, you know, about an hour of, uh, listening to us talk about our stories. We're going to have a lot more stories for you in, in future episodes, but I think we, we kind of want to close on, uh, you know, some future subjects. I think one of the things that we're really interested in here at Dallas Dating Diaries is a lot of podcasts and their listeners, they kind of have the name for their listeners, Right. Like here in Dallas, there's a, a really famous show and they call them the P1s. Right. That's the audience, the P1s. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for those listening, you know, what do you think would be a good name for for y'all out there? Right. Like, I, I don't want to christen you with a name. I I'd kind of be interested to hear. So if you have any thoughts of what the audience for Dallas and those looking to date in the wonderful land of the Big D uh, is, let us know. Right. Because I think that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, we're, we're like asking everyone to name themselves. Right, right. And then, like I said in the beginning of the show, if you have stories, like best dates, worst dates, and that's kind of the, one of the things we're going to talk about uh, in, in one of our future episodes is best dates, worst dates. If you have your best date or your worst date, please 
DM that to at Dallas Dating Diaries and tell us what that is because we want to share that on the air. Because, like I said, we all have our stories, Ashmo and I do, but you probably have even better stories than we do. Mm-hmm. Also, if anyone has just questions that they need answered, we have a live for, for you ladies out there, we have a live six foot eight man here to answer our questions honestly. Yeah, no, it's right? true. No games. Just transparency here because we've been dating. I mean, I'm I'm 27 with plus or minus, right? And you're probably 24. Yeah. So we've got a little experience with uh, with dating. So, you know, we definitely want to give true, transparent, not, no games. There's no games here. Yeah. So that's what we want to do here at Dallas Dating Diaries is provide you with some great content, funny stories. And we are so thankful for you joining us on our first podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank our non-sponsors, Nick and Sam's, <laughs> Olive Garden, and uh, Not Ramada, La Quinta and uh, Stonelay as well. Thank you for your non-sponsorship. And uh, we look forward to having another episode with you here soon. So thanks for listening in and uh, have a great, great night, Dallas. We love you. Love you.